What's up, y'all? It's me, it's me, it's ABC. Coming at you live on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the ABC podcast, where I take modern dating and I disembowel it for your entertainment. The call-in number, should you choose to call in, is 563-999-3596. Area code 563-999-3596. Call in with your questions, comments, and concerns. If not, sit back, listen to the monologue today. It's going to be a doozy, all right, because I'm wandering into some controversial territory, and I realize that. Today, we're going to be talking about body count. Again, controversial controversial topic, because a lot of people see the whole body count issue as being a massive double standard, and I can kind of see where that comes from, yet there's a reason for it. And again, whatever podcast, Fresh and Fit, they they recognize a body count, the discrepancy in a body count narrative is there, and there's a reason for that, but they never really articulate it in a way that makes sense. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to draw upon my many decades of medical experience, and I'm going to make this body count thing I'm going to put this, I'm going to frame this whole body count narrative in a way that makes sense. And hopefully, just hopefully, it'll click in your mind why the discrepancy in, in the body count narrative is important. And hopefully we'll put it into the whole bad double standard thing. Because yes, you can call it a double standard, but there's a reason for it. And I'll talk about that as I get into this lecture. But first... So let me bring, let me pull this closer. So this weekend I was watching my usual YouTube videos. I was kind of entertaining myself, and I I meandered off in my in my searches. Kind of found myself kind of found myself perusing the incel videos, and I listened to a few of these videos with these incels had to say. And I was kind of intrigued, so I went to some incel boards to see what they were talking about and to see if, because if you search incels on the internet, Google search, excuse me, Google search or whatever, if you search incels on them, there's a whole, there's no, there is no shortage of newspaper, or not even newspaper, just blogs and trash posts and stuff that's trashing incels. So I went to some of these boards and I read what they had to say. And me being me, I kind of cut through the I kind of cut through the 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 smoke and the mirrors and the noise. You know, incels are there. There's a pain level there that I don't think people understand. And people that aren't incels, people that are not in the incel community, are crapping on incels, and I don't think they understand the enormous pain incels are in. Just from the tone of the of the trash articles that I've that I read about them, everybody says, "Oh, Elliot Roger, oh Elliot, Elliot Roger, and the guy in Toronto." Yeah, bah on them. They okay, just because a couple went crazy, but there's a whole there's a whole subset of men and women too. But the women, the women who complain that they can't get a boyfriend or whatever, that's it's it's a different issue. The men that can't the men that can't that don't find themselves not being able to get a girlfriend 
or get anybody to be interested in them. They're in a lot of pain. And people just crap on them. And if you crapped on it, so I'm gonna tell you, I'm, I'll tell you a story. I wrote when I first started doing this whole dating advice thing, and I made one of my first Facebook posts regarding dating advice. And one of the one of the people on my friends list came, she came back on me as a woman. She came back on me and she asked me, What are you, an incel? And I, it struck me as odd because this person, like many others out there, used the term incel as a pejorative. And me, I now, the way I am now after this weekend, after I peruse all the boards, now my mind, my mindset is this. If I, if you use incel as a pejorative, I think you're a moron. I just think you're dumb. All right. The word incel should not be used as a pejorative any, any more than the word gay or fag or being word or whatever, right? There's certain words you shouldn't use dyke, you shouldn't use whatever the case may be. Shouldn't be used as a pejorative because that's just how they identify themselves. It's kind of like saying Indian. People take offense when people say Indian giving, right? That's supposed to be an offensive term. So how is Indian giving an offensive term but the term incel can get thrown around? See, those are the kind of those are the kind of things that that I that baffle me now. So, um, so here's the thing. When here's a, here's what I want to say to you. if you're an incel, right, and you're listening to the show, somehow you've wandered across this show. If you're an incel and maybe you want to get out of that, or maybe you want to turn your life around, or maybe you you do want to you do. You're ready to get out of, climb out of the hole, right? Because again, it's a thing of social anxiety and depression. I get it. it's a downward spiral. I've been there. I've I have right in high school. I was there, so I know. I I know what that's about. I've had I felt all those feels, right? And I was able to just by just by the things that I've experienced in my life. I mean, I'm I'm kind of an old salty dog now. But from the things that I've experienced in my life, I'm able to give the advice that I'm able to give to people. So I want to say to the incel community that happens, if you happen to wander across this show, and I'll put it out again on TikTok, and I don't have a YouTube, but I'll probably put it out on Rumble or something, I'll keep, and I'll keep beating this drum. Even on, this, even on Blog Talk Radio, I'm going to keep beating this drum. If you're an incel and you wander across this show, know that this, is a, this show is a judgment-free zone. And you, this show, I want this show to be a port in your, be your port in the storm. I want you to be able to come here, grab some advice without judgment. I want this, I want this to be as much for you as it is for other people, because there's no way in hell that anybody should be left behind. When I was in the, when I was in the army, that's the whole thing. No man left behind. We don't leave anybody behind And you're, and you're included in that. I don't want to leave you behind. So again, this is a judgment-free zone for you guys. So if you want to call in, you have, you have the number, 563-999-3596. As long as I'm broadcasting, you want to call in, I will take your call. And I will listen to what you have to say. And if you want my advice, I will give it. If you want to vent, I will let you vent. I will let you say whatever you want in this show. All right? People think you're misogynist. People think that you hate women. And I get it. Just because some of the things that, that are on your boards, I get, I get it. And I get where those words come from. I get the space where those words come from. But I also understand that 
you're no, you're misunderstood because of your social anxiety and your depression. And that's another thing that I understand. This is why I'm not so quick to label you a misogynist. That's why I'm not so, that's why I'm quicker to open my door for you than I am to label you a misogynist, right? Despite what the news media says, despite the two people that they, that they are obsessed with, obsessed with right? Because I know you're not them. I understand you're not them. So if you come to this show, you have a seat here. You have a seat at this table. Just know that, all right? And that's for the rest of this for the rest of this show. As long as this show lasts, you will have a seat at this table. This show will be a port in your storm. This is a judgment-free zone for you. So you can come here. You can grab this advice and feel comfortable, all right? This, this show is as much for you as it is for anybody else. So... If you're, if you identify as an incel, that's what I want to say to you. This, this show is, this show is as much for you as it is for everybody else. And if you use incel as a pejorative, I, hey, listen to this all you want, but I just, just know that I think you're dumb. I think you're dumb for doing so. I think you're a moron. That's just it. And I don't apologize for my words. I pick my words very carefully. And I mean that if you use the term incel as a pejorative, I think you're a moron. That's just how it is. Now, if you don't want to listen to the show, fine. After that, sorry I hurt your feels. But again, these are a whole subset of humanity that somebody needs to, that somebody needs to look out for. And if nobody else is going to do it, I am, damn it. So that's, that's one thing. The second thing is this. I want to wish somebody special in my life a happy birthday. Well, Jesse, your girlfriend's birthday is until January. And I get that. But I want to wish somebody special in my life a happy birthday because we come up together, right? My brother, and I'm telling you, my brother, Paul, my brother, Paul, my brother, Paul looks up to me as much as I look up to him, all right? Because he's done things in his life that I would never do, that I could never do. And I probably did some things in my life that he can never do, like deploy. I could never get up on the stage, get up on stage and freestyle a rap. I just can't do it. I was never, I was never a rapper. He was. He was the entertainer in the family. I was not. I may have, I may have acted a little bit. I may have done some stage, but I cannot come up. A bit. I, I wrote poetry. And I wrote. I put. Po I put pen to paper. I put pen to paper, and I wrote out poetry. Cool. But if you ask me to come up with something that rhymes, that goes to a beat, I cannot do it. That's just not a talent of mine. It was a talent of his, and it was something that he did well. However, he he left that because he had he did have a promising career. Somebody, if he would have went, took it seriously, and got assigned and got signed, but he didn't want to do that. He wanted to do something else, and he he came around. He went back to school, and he's accomplishing academically. He's accomplishing things that you know. I wouldn't say I've only dreamed of because I went to college and stuff. He goes to university. I just went to junior college and he's excelling in, at university. I never went to university. So that's something that he's doing that I look up to him for that I never did because yes, I was on the Dean list at my, in my junior college and that's an accomplishment in itself. However, to go to university and do, do as well as he did in a STEM field is worthy of all kinds of admiration. Now, me and my brother didn't always see eye to eye. We had some knockdown dragouts, and as a matter of fact, when I got married to when I got married to who's now who's now my ex, uh, um, I almost disinvited him to my wedding because we got into a fight. We got into a huge fight over over things, 
And so, um, but I wound up, we wound up making up. He came to my wedding. It was all good. I want to say to my brother, because there's, there's three of us, three musketeers. Now there's, there's two because me and my brother in Oplunda died in 1991, 1990, 1991. He was murdered. So there's two of us now. And we, you know, no matter what, we stick by each other. We admire each other. And there are many, 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 many days where I look and I say, damn it, that's my brother. You know, because there is nothing like, and I'm not saying this to, 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 to be mean kids that like only children or something like that. But damn it, there's nothing like having a brother. I have four sisters too, but for a man to have a brother and then have a father, you know, have a father that was like active in their lives, even though my mom and my dad were divorced for me to have my dad and my brother, that's a blessing. You know what I mean? So to my brother, today is his birthday. And I want to say happy birthday, Paul. Happy birthday from your brother. And I know I never say, I know I never say I love you, but I love my brother because damn it, that's my brother. And I'm very proud of him. So let me put myself back together and let's get back into this show. But I just want to say happy birthday, Paul. That, that message is for you. Now, I'll play this for you later on. I'll call you and I'll play this for you. But that's what I want to tell you. I love my brother because, damn it, that's my brother. And I'm proud of him. Now, body count. Here's the thing about body count, right? When, when people say, when people say, what's your body count? What's your body count? It's a much more important question than what people let on. Why is that? Because it's a, it's not a thing of, see, when, remember when I did the show, and I don't know if you heard the show. If you did hear the show, go back and hear it. But I was supposed to do a show about Cotton. I think her name was Cotton. And one of Cotton's things, and the reason why I was going to call Cotton after my show was done is because Cotton was supposed to show up at 8 o'clock to do a show entitled Who, who She Sleeps With. It was something about who she sleeps with is nobody's business. And I was going to call her and ask her about that because... A few shows earlier in her schedule, in her lineup, in her um, in her archives, I mean, a few shows earlier in her archives, a few shows earlier, she said she was wondering why men don't protect women. So how is it that you can say, you can say again, why don't men protect women? And then the next time, in the next breath, say who women sleep with, who women sleep with is none of anybody's business. It didn't make sense to me. But I think uh, this is not what that show's about. This show's about body count. I'm going to tell you why. Because there are, people think it's a double standard, and I get that. People think that, you know, men being called studs and women being called sluts is a double standard. I get that. All right. It, on the face, yes. When you look at the surface of it, yes, it's a double standard. But the problem is people are fixated on that part and not digging deeper. But then again, I've been blessed with who have been raised in the medical community, born and raised in the medical community, right? So being a kid, being the child of a nurse, of a dedicated nurse, right? This isn't no, this isn't no part-time, I'm just going to do this to pay my way through school nurse. I mean, this is a dedicated, my mom was a dedicated nurse. She, she was a nurse. That was her identity. She took nursing away from her. I don't know what, she, what else she would have done. She was a nurse. She kept nursing publications in her room. She kept medical journals in her room. 
Not sure why, but I'm not questioning why I'm thanking God she did it. Because when I was a kid, coming up through school, after I'd done my homework and everything and nothing was really on TV, I would sneak into my mom's room looking for things, but I would come across her little medical her little medical journals and her nursing magazines and I'd read them. Reading to me, reading as a kid to me was a thing. So I'd read them and I'd read them again and I'd read them again and I'd read them again and I learned so much just coming up. I knew more about my teacher's body than she knew about her own body. That's just how it was, right? So when I say what I say, I'm coming at this, I'm attacking this from a standpoint of medical knowledge. All right, as medic in the army and husband and nurse, that's a whole other thing. But as medic in the army, grew up in the medical industry, around doctors, my mom's a nurse, aunts were nurses. So understand that I kind I kinda know what I'm talking about when I say this. All right. And you can actually bounce this off of some doctors if you if you're if you're still kind of skeptical, bounce this off of some medical professionals and ask them if this is true. If anything I say is true. And if they say it's not true, then you can leave then come to my page and just say, hey, Dr. So and so said that what you said was BS. Okay, cool. But you can leave that on my you can leave that on the ABC show page. Cool. But I'm telling you, this is what I this is what I know. And some things that I observed too. So when I go when I get into this, then this it it is what it is. I'm just gonna say that. Now, body count. There's a reason why women need to keep their body count low. There is. And I'm gonna tell you why. And it's all, it's mostly medical. Some of it's social, mostly medical. The thing is, people say, oh yeah, men prefer women with low body counts. This is absolutely true. It doesn't matter to the men. He can, a man can say he doesn't matter if a woman, he, in fact, he, some men would say they prefer women being sexually experienced. And if that's, if that's what they say, that's what they say. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and pass judgment on them about what they say. However, here's what I know. Men are biologically men are biologically ingrained to appreciate beauty, to lust after beauty. Right? It's a thing. It's been a thing throughout the Bible. It's a thing of much lore. Um, what did I say about who was it? Was it Helen of Troy or Joan of Arc who had to face like a launch of thousand ships? That whole thing. Um, Solomon and the Shulamite girl. There's just there is there are so many examples. Charlie Brown and the red-headed girl. I mean, there are so many examples of where men are just entranced, where famous men are just entranced by beauty, right? And I get it. Charlie Brown, not a man, whatever. Not a man yet. He's animated. Cool, right? John Arbuckle, same thing, right? So there are there's example after example, and that's rooted in truth because men, we are biologically ingrained to appreciate beauty. Beauty standards are a thing for a reason because they've done this, they've done studies and men, when they asked men and they showed men different facial features, different body features, body proportions, there was, there is a data cluster around certain things like facial symmetry, um, facial symmetry, lip size, eye to eye to eye width to nose length to mouth width. Um, the 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 body dimensions where the the hip to waist ratio 0 0.7 that whole thing there's data clusters there's data clusters around those things so the conclusion there were certain conclusions drawn about beauty that drove the that drove the beauty standard that drove the western and european beauty standards all right that it just is what it is what does that have to do with body count right 
here's the thing, and there's plenty of time, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this. I'm gonna go through this slowly, as slowly as I can. Here's the thing. Let's start with virginity. All right. Now, virgins. If you look, and I know you you don't spend a lot of time seeking out and looking at virgins. I get that, and that's kind of a creepy thing to do. But if you look at a virgin and or somebody who's never never had sex, grandsons or whatever, and so they're virgins. Take a look at in take a look at your average insult. Physically, they look like just just by looking at them, they're they're normal people. Of course, they don't have like three eyes and twelve fingers. No, they're they're humans. They're they're humans. But look at their skin. Right. This is the this is the first thing. See, when men look at when men look at a woman, a man woman's a man assesses a woman's beauty. Why? And nobody really says this, but this is this is this is true. I read this a long time ago in the medical journals. I think it was a psychology. I think it was a psychology magazine that my mom had actually brought home from work. And um, men are again biologically ingrained to appreciate beauty, not because not because all other men appreciate the same beauty. That's not it. Men appreciate beauty because they want kids that are going to be healthy, right? It's all biological. So that's why women with not huge breasts, like clownishly huge breasts, but big-breasted women, women with women with a little meat on their hips, a little, meat, a little bit of meat on their thighs. Why? Because biologically those women are better suited at bearing children than your average anorexic bulimic and that is absolutely true which one thing that I, I one thing that i one thing that boggles me that boggles my mind is when heavy women fat women whatever whatever you want to call them ruben s portly curvy heavier women I listened to this blog talk radio show for about 20 minutes and I had to turn it off. It was disgusting to me. Why? Because these two fat black women and why, why black being, why them being black doesn't matter. Why, why it matters. I don't know. It shouldn't matter, but it did. Um, but two, two fat black women were, were justifying their gluttonous lifestyle to say the word, to say, put it lightly. Okay. They were on the radio justifying a gluttonous lifestyle. Now, again, some people say that being sometimes when you're overweight, it's a medical issue concerning certain glands in the body, whatever. But when you're justifying, justifying, when you're openly justifying a gluttonous lifestyle, because there are some men that like it, it strikes me as odd. And what strikes me as even more odd is when they bash anorexics to do it as if you're either heavy like them or if you're heavy like them or not, right? So if you're normal, there's no normal with these people. It's just if you're anorexic or not. Um, I'm going to take a break. And then when I come back, We'll get back into this. Um, I know you usually don't take breaks, but I hear somebody knocking on the studio door, so I got through that. You're listening to the ABC podcast on Block Talk Radio. We'll take a break. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent, star of Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. 
great Caesar's ghost. What's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confound it, that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do, too. That's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's sugar smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say, relief is Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling. All right, got that break a little short. I guess I missed them. Hope that wasn't like a package or something that I had to sign for. Anyway, um, so like I was saying, right? So like I was saying about the beauty standards, beauty standards are beauty standards for a reason. Why? Because men look at it, men see it as a sign of, of childbearing. And then men see a woman's physical appearance and assesses and subconsciously assesses what their children would look like or if their children would even be healthy if they mated with this woman. All right. That's basically the gist of what I'm trying to say. Now, back to the back to the virgins. If you look at a virgin, right? This is why this is why this is why virgins are so coveted. If you look at a virgin's skin, a virgin's skin. I mean, assuming that she is an otherwise healthy, she keeps herself in shape, and she eats the right and she eats the right things. All right, she, she eats healthy food. She doesn't. She's not that. Her skin. Is going to have very few, if any, discolorations. She may have blemishes like acne or whatever. But as far as um, as far as skin problems and discolorations, you're not going to see it. As a matter of fact, they have what I call the virgin glow, and the virgin glow is this: they have a skin that, again, is I wouldn't say flawless, but there are very few skin discolorations. Their skin is almost uniformly one color and there are um and it's they have this brightness about their skin as the body count racks up they lose that their skin becomes blemished their skin becomes discolored and their and their skin ages sleeping around ages you know, i'm gonna get into that in a little bit but racking up your body count ages your skin and your skin is prone to more discolorations i'm gonna get into why later on 
But again, look at your virgins, look at their skin, compare their skin, compare a virgin skin to skin of people. And I'm talking fresh face out of the shower, not heavily made up, no filters. This, this as they are. You compare that skin and you'll see, you'll notice a marked difference in the virgin skin and the skin that uh, in the, of this or the skin of people that have been sleeping around. You'll notice the discolorations and you'll notice the uh, you'll notice the the imperfections and things like that. So that's that. Why is it? A, why else is it important for women to keep their body count down? Well, not only does racking up a body count do that to your skin and it ages you. People don't understand that skin is absorbent. All right. And this is, again, most of this is around skin, but you got to remember skin is a barrier. Skin is a barrier to your, to your body, to the inner workings of your body. Your skin is there to keep harmful, harmful stuff from entering, entering your body and, and the bloodstream and being distributed throughout your body, making you sick and killing you. So there's a whole, there's a whole job of your skin, right? So the skin, the skin is highly absorbent. Think lotion, right? Skin absorbs lotion. Your skin absorbs whatever comes into contact with it, which is why if you jump into a pool, if you're there for more than 20 minutes, your skin tends to turn into, turn into a raisin. Why? Because your skin absorbs a massive amount of water and that water loosens up the cells. And next thing you know, you have a bunch of wrinkles and you, you have wrinkles in your skin. Now you jump out of the pool, you jump out of the pool, you dry for a couple hours, your skin gets goes back to goes back to pliancy. Why? Because it absorbs the water, the water's finished absorbing, it dries out, your skin goes back to the your skin goes back to normal. So your skin is very absorbent. So why people say certain chemicals you don't want to get it onto your skin because your skin absorbs it, it gets into your system, and it does all kinds of harm to your body. What does that have to do with a high body count? Well, and here's where, here's where, if you have, if you're sensitive to biological talk, biological talks about genitalia and things like that, you may want to usher some kids out of the room or, or what else, right? Because now we're going to get into talk about genitalia and sexuality. Now, the skin inside your veg is highly absorbent, more, more absorbent than like the skin that's on the outside of your, your epidermis, right? Skin in your vaginal skin is highly, highly, highly absorbing. Now, when you, and again, if you use condoms consistently, then, and I don't know anybody, I'm sorry, but I don't know anybody who uses condoms consistently. I'm sure they're out there. I just don't know any of all the people I know. There are some people that just miss for whatever reason, or they just don't like to fit, whatever, whatever. You just don't, you just don't use condoms consistently. Now, when a guy, when a guy ejaculates inside a girl, when he has his organ, Jackson ejaculates inside the girl, right? It gets on the skin of the vagina. Skin is absorbent. What does that mean? Well, to break it down, semen has three components, right? There is the, um, there's the seminal fluid, which is, which is what you would call pre-cum. You have your semen itself, which is milky white. And then you have the sperm cells and some other things in there like proteins and zinc and all that other stuff. But the three main components of semen are is that. All right. So when when somebody ejaculates and it gets all in the veg, then that's what's all in the veg. 
and the veg immediately starts absorbing it. All right, not very fast, but this is what happens. Now, the seminal fluid has bits and pieces of DNA code in it, which is why rape kits are so effective because they take the DNA, DNA out of that thing and they match it against the DNA, the DNA samples in a registry and they come up with a suspect. That being said, when the veg, and remember, when, when ejaculate hits the vaginal area, then there's a little bit that makes it through the cervix into the uterus, and that's how pregnancy happens. Pregnancy happens in the fallopian tubes. But if, there's an, if it's at a point where, where you're not ovulating yet, if it gets all the way to the all the way up the up the fallopian tubes and somewhere around the egg sac, then all of that it can be absorbed, and you'll have a case where you have another guy's samples of another guy's DNA absorbed into your body, perhaps into your egg cells, and this is how a lot of what I call um, proximal infant proximal feature happen, where you will have straight-haired people having a baby, and the baby comes out with somewhat curly hair. Well, where did that come from? The two parents are straight-haired. The two the two families are the two families have straight hair, but here's the baby's hair curly, and that happens with a lot of women that sleep around. But the thing is not the baby. the 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 kicker is just not it's not the baby. But the kicker is the fact that women you just have if you sleep with a lot of guys and you wrap up the body count depending on how many times you use a condom or not, you have bits and pieces of DNA code, somebody else's DNA code in your body. And that can affect you even years down the road because you could have had a high body count back when you're like 20 and you're like in your late 30s now trying to have a baby and you get pregnant. And from somebody that you slept with in your 20s, their features can show up in your baby when you have your baby in your 30s. And you're like, what the hell? Right? I have straight hair. My husband or whatever has straight hair why does this kid have curly hair it happens it happens i've seen it it happens all right um that's another thing so that's another thing on top of that absorbing all of those all of those um all of those dna samples into your body and possibly infecting the egg sacs and the eggs inside them that ages you too that ages you internally as well as externally. So you have a situation now where, and then all the stresses that come with it, because again, it's not only physically the rigors of sleeping with a lot of people, but the emotional rigors of dealing with sleeping with a lot of people. And I get it. Some women have, some women could just sleep with people and not even feel a thing, not even feeling any kind of way about it. And those women need to seek like serious psychiatric help. But um, most normal people will feel some kind of way about every time they sleep with somebody and it really didn't, they say it didn't mean much. They say it was a one night stand, but you still end up feeling some kind of way about it. It's, it, it's a thing. It's an emotion. It's a. It's a pretty. It's a pretty significant emotional stressor. I'd say it was more significant than a lot of people think it is. So you're going through these physical stresses. You're going through these emotional stresses. You're going through 
absorption of other people's fluids and DNAs into you that can, who knows what it's doing to your body and its cells. I mean, it's not like poisoning you or anything like that. So I don't even think that, but you know, what is the effect that it's having on you? Nobody really studied the effect of having all of these, all of these genetic codes and samples and things like that absorbed into your body. What the long-term ramifications of that are. Nobody really knows. I mean, I don't know if there's a study, I've never seen it. And I've seen a whole lot of medical studies. Maybe I need to look a little deeper, but I, ju I just don't know the long-term ramifications. If there are none, there are none. But my guess is that there would at least be some, even if it is premature aging. Because if somebody, if somebody you slept with is prone as somewhere in their, somewhere in their genetic coding, a thing about premature aging and somehow that gets into you again, this part is speculation because again, there hasn't been any studies done on this, not that I've seen, but when, wow, somebody's dog's not happy. Um, but when you have all of these genetic samples in you, I'm sure it's at some level, even at the mitochondria level, it's got to mess with your cells. It has to, there's, I just don't see any way around it. I mean, there it may be, but I, I just don't see a way around it. So we're talking, so when you talk about absorbing other people's DNA codes, DNA samples into you, you just don't know what it's doing to your cells and your body. And I don't know if you want to take that chance. I really don't. Some people say, I'll do it anyway. It's my life. I do with my body what I want to. That's fine. You can do with your body what you want to. But when your skin is messed up, when you're aging yourself prematurely, when you have not only several people's DNA samples, including genetic coding and stuff floating around in your body, but you have the emotional ramifications of what you've been doing and possibly even the consequence of being a single mother, then you can't really blame men for looking past that at the next thing. Because again, the next thing may have a lower body count. She may have, she may even be a virgin with the nice skin and the nice features. You know what I mean? The things that men are looking for on a biological level, just just an assessment of healthy child rearing, child bearing and child rearing. So again, this whole keeping the body count thing low is not it's not for men's ego. It's not. It's not to just, oh yeah, well, my woman didn't my woman was a virgin when I and it's, it's not a bragging thing. It's a health thing. It's a childbearing thing. Because Again, when you're dealing with virgins, you a man doesn't have to worry about that. A man doesn't have to worry about other gen other genetic sequences and there possibly maybe a baby that comes out that looks nothing like them. Or there may be some other guy in the picture that you know, just that whole social issue. Or just being with somebody who, yeah, she may look like she's 20, but why does she look like she's almost 40? You know what I mean? So, again, it's it's a thing. 
it is a thing if you don't do it for because you're looking for a a good provider protector man who's looking for those things do it for your keep your body count down for yourself like and 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 another thing i always say is it's kind of a visual the visual of it is is something that really made me appreciate a low body count in a woman right because my girlfriend like her body count was literally zero she was a virgin when we got together and i realized when i saw this when i had this when i had this visual put in my head i realized how thankful i am for that so picture this a glass you know those glass drinking those glass drinking bottles like a vas bottle picture a vas bottle right you know what vas bottles look like they're tall long and cylindrical so picture a vas bottle now picture somebody dripping in some um some olive oil not a lot maybe a couple of teaspoons of olive oil right and you get this teaspoon, uh, teaspoon in this olive oil, right? Now, flush that to flush that bottle with water and dump it out. What do you see? The olive oil's still there. There's water in there, but the, the olive oil, there's nothing. You may wash some of that olive oil out, but not all that olive oil comes out, right? And so you have to go in with like a baby bottle cleaner and have to clean that and have to go in and clean that that out of there, that olive oil. Whereas if you put olive oil on the outside of that Voss bottle, you can just take a sponge and clean it off and it'll come clean. It's the difference between men sleeping around and women sleeping around because women, you are much more likely to, you're much more likely to absorb more of the genetic coding from whatever union. Even if you were to wash yourself right away, whereas if the man washed himself off right away, what's it was dope. <laughs> but and you know who you are so but even if you two were to wash yourselves off right away the man can get his stuff pretty much squeaky clean you on the other hand not so much because of the whole Voss bottle thing just picture that so again low body count more important for women than it is for men because they're just biological things that make it easier for men than it would for women and women i'm telling you this just do yourselves a favor right um just do yourselves a favor and don't put your bodies through that don't put your skin through that again a lot of people when the late great some people don't think kevin samuels was so, was so great he was they just don't appreciate his intelligence and his the uh they don't appreciate the depth of which he was spidering into the dating community. And they didn't appreciate the fact that he knew as much as he did. I get that. But even the late great Kevin Samuels, you know, he, he, he nailed it down perfectly. He, he really nailed down that the higher the body count, the lower the value and for the woman. And it's, and it was, it's just a stroke of what he's, his opinions on it were, was actually, I wouldn't say a stroke of genius, but it makes it makes so much sense when you think when you think of it like what you do to your skin. And his thing about fresh face out of the shower, what would you give yourself? I'm telling you, virgins with their skin the way it is, being being not full of discolor. Actually, virgins have the least discoloration, least discolored skin of any sector of any population 
a virgin fresh face out of the shower, especially when they're like 19, 20, 21 years old, fresh face out of the shower, a virgin will always get at least a seven. Now, Evan Samuels would never let them rate themselves a seven. But I don't know. But fresh face out of the shower, I don't know any virgin that would get less than, especially if she's young. She's considering, again, considering everything else is healthy and everything else is like facial symmetry is there and whatever. Fresh face out of the shower, I don't know any virgins that would come in any lower than seven, maybe six, six or seven. Definitely not five. It's way too low. So, again, women, don't do that to yourselves. And remember, the more people you sleep with, your skin is taking your skin is taking on the impact of that. And so when they talk about, okay, fresh face out of the shower, what do you what would a guy give a girl? What score would a guy give a girl? Because a woman can give herself whatever she wants. You can say fresh face out of the shower, I'm an eight. And I've seen that. I've seen a lot of women who who wouldn't rank probably more than six give themselves an eight. And they get laughed at, and that's true. <laughs> but um, I don't think comparing those women who are fives and sixes calling themselves an eight, whereas you would have a virgin not knowing where she ranks, but a guy say a guy looks at her, fresh face out of the shower, gives her a seven. Why? Because of the skin. Because of the skin. Virgins just don't need makeup. They don't because again, their skin. I wouldn't say flawless, but their skin is usually free of any kind of discoloration. And the blemishes are absolutely minimal. Again, some of them, some of them have acne. I get it, but as a whole, by and large, virgins have great skin because they haven't done all that sleeping around. They're still virgins, and that's that. I don't know how much more succinctly I could put that. Women, it's very, very important that you keep your body count low. Not only that, it's just. Because you don't put your bodies through the abuse of sleeping around with a whole lot of a whole lot of other people. Again, men, it it is kind of abusive to your body too, but not as much just because of the dynamics at play, the physical dynamics at play, and the hygienic dynamics at play. If you have a foreskin, it's a whole it's a whole different thing, whole different ball game. But um, even if you have a foreskin, though, it's it's easy to manage. Whereas women, not as easy, not as easy for women to manage as a men. And I make the, I make the remark, and some thought of it as rather crass. And okay, I get it. What I said about black women during the, the whole divestment movement show was a bit crass, and you know, kind of uncalled for. But I stand by the, I stand by the words because, um, because I think it's absolutely true. I didn't. There are a lot of black women that just don't pay attention to that. And again, they walk they walk around smelling like what I told what I said they smelled like. Because they're just now am I saying most? No. I'm just saying a lot of them. Am I saying half of them? No. I'm just saying a lot of them. A lot of them a lot of them just don't pay attention to that for whatever reason. And it ends up it ends up repelling a lot of people is the best way I can put that without being very offensive here. But again, if you're not going to, if you know that's something that you just don't pay attention to, then don't don't do anything to rock that boat. Keep your body count down and keep yourself to where you don't have to worry about it. Because in the end, 
the man you want, whether you get that man or not, whether you get that man to grant you access to the long-term relationship that you're seeking with this man, a lot of that is going to hinge on your body count, not for his own ego, but for for the relationship, for the health of any future baby's sake. I can't put it any more succinctly than that. Um, I was thinking, well, no, you know what? Tomorrow, thanks for listening from ABC. Tomorrow, I put up a Facebook post yesterday, and I asked a question. If you if you haven't seen it, go back, go to go find my Facebook post. I know how I have Donald Trump's mugshot. Now I just have my picture. I'm in a blue suit and white shirt and sunglasses. If you search me, Jesse Ramsey, then you'll and you see that picture of me in a blue, in a blue coat, white button-up shirt and sunglasses, ball head dude with a long goatee. That's me. So search on Facebook, Jesse Ramsey. When you see that picture, that's me. You can follow me on that. You can follow me on that account. But yesterday I put up a question that I'm going to address tomorrow, because tomorrow I want to address body type and whether, whether it's more, not more important, but. I address guys this whole gym mentality, and I get it. Guys need to I need guys need to stay healthy. You you just do. So even a little bit of time in the gym, if you can't, you know, if you can't spend hours in the gym like some guys do, professional wrestlers actually have to do it every day. But if you're not a WWE wrestler, if you have like a real, I wouldn't say a real job because wrestling is wrestling is hard. I've done it. Um, so I wouldn't call I wouldn't I wouldn't crap on that. I wouldn't crap on that profession. But if you have a if you have a more normalized job, is what I'm gonna say. If you have a more normalized job where you don't have to abuse your body, where you have to be somewhere from nine to five, nine to six, or maybe even from twelve to twelve, who knows? And you don't have a whole lot of hours to set in the gym because you have families and obligations and all these other things to take care of. Um it's it's kind of important to keep yourself healthy and to keep yourself somewhat in shape, but it's not as important as people think. And again, this is, it's, I'm going to get into this tomorrow, but people like whatever podcast and fresh and fit, they preach men being in shape, getting in the gym, being not exactly ripped and shredded like Ronnie Coleman, but you know, getting to say, have your muscles developed and things like muscles well-developed and things like that. You don't have to be a bodybuilder, but just getting to the gym, banging it out for, you know, banging it out for a couple hours. They preach that and they preach that this is what young women want, but is this true? And so I'm going to, tomorrow I'm going to go into it and I'm going to answer the question based on a limited, a very limited straw poll. But I think that limited straw poll yielded some interesting information about what women really what kind of body women really want because again some women say one thing some women say another thing some women say fit bud some women say dad bud so again this is going to be a thing so tomorrow's show is going to be tomorrow's show is going to be dedicated to whether a fit bod or a dad bod is more attractive to women so there's going to be that and it's so run in and educate yourselves again Again, if you're an incel, come on in. You have a seat. You have a seat at this table. You're more than welcome to join into this discussion too. Um, again, the show is as much for you than it is for everybody else. All right. You you always have a seat at this table.
But thanks for listening. Follow me on Facebook. I already told you where to find me. The ABC podcast is also has it also has a Facebook page. So um so go ahead and search the ABC podcast and you'll see it'll pop right up. You'll see my picture and me my big smiling face of a picture I took like a year ago. But you'll see that picture. It's the same picture that's on my that's on all my other well, that's on Block Talk Radio as far as the show is concerned. Um, same profile picture. And the same is on SoundCloud too. And I'm on SoundCloud. So if you happen to find yourself on SoundCloud, then you can follow me there too. And you can also um download my download my tracks too. The tracks on SoundCloud are more high quality. And again, I get out to I have to upload to high quality because Blog Talk Radio has just been on one lately. And so they the, the audio the audio from the Raw Show didn't process not not the Raw Show, but the audio Blog Talk Radio's audio didn't process itself, so I had to use the raw audio from Audacity and upload that. So there's a whole lot going on there. Um, but hopefully I've worked out the sound issues because there was one corner of my computer that I didn't look, which is why in the last episode or two of my SoundCloud, you still heard that popping noise. But hopefully that popcorn noise is gone now because I found an, I found an extra corner of my computer that governed the sound and I had to fix the um I had to fix the sample rate there. So hopefully all of it's in sync now. I found all the I I caught all the bugs and I chased them out and now everything's good. I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna re-rack this on the Audacity and I'm gonna see how well I did. Anyway, enough about me and my backstage problems. Um ABC um again oh and I'm on other social medias too X on Twitter being X formerly known as Twitter being one of them. Don't really do much there. I'm also on True Social, so you can catch me there. I'm also on Rumble, so you can catch me there. And I'm on TikTok, and you can catch me there. Now the difference is any other social media but TikTok, I am at J Ramsey ABC to include Snapchat. So I'm on Snapchat too. Don't ask me why. But I'm on Snapchat, I'm on X, I'm on True Social, and I'm on TikTok now. I'm on Rumble. And I haven't really put up a YouTube because I'm just not into um I'm not that I'm not that anymore. But that's it. Anyway, any social media you find you should find yourself. Search at J Ramsey ABC. And if I pop up, if I pop up, I'm there. Except for TikTok because I'm something different. It's Jesse.ramsey.abc on TikTok. Everything else should be J Ramsey ABC. That's it. Let me stop blathering. Um, ABC, thanks for listening. Tomorrow is going to be the normal time. Oh, that's the last thing I need to tell you. Thursday, 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 Thursday. Thursday, there may not be a show on Thursday because, again, I have to go back out to Tukwila to go do something. So, and I don't know how long I'm going to be gone. So, again, I just got I got back here in time to be able to put on this 12 o'clock show. But when I go back, it's going to be for something completely different. And I don't, I literally don't know how long I'm going to be there because it's a long involved it's a long evolved thing that I got to do. So what I'm going to do is I'm not going to have a show on Thursday. I'm going to do, I'm going to come back on Friday. I'm going to do a Saturday show. And just to make up for it, I think I'll do Sunday as well, depending on situations. I'll let you know on Saturday. So that's it. Every show this week is going except for Thursday. And then tomorrow and every other day this week, I'll be back at 11. It's just that today, you know, today I had to do the special time just because of the things I had to do today. So that's what that is. Anyway, that's it. Enough of me blathering. I'm ABC. I'm out.
Now go out and make the dating world a better place.